Hey, welcome to the Victory Family Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. All right, all right. Isn't that awesome to be a, a kingdom builder here at Victory Family Church and get to in, invest in advancing the kingdom of God, planting other churches, investing in the, in the next generation? It's so awesome to be a part of a church that is so intentional about reaching uh, reaching into this world. At such a time as this, the need is so great. It's so awesome. Well, hey, my name is Pastor John Owens. I'm our Newcastle campus pastor, as, as Harrison told you, and I am super excited to share the word with you all here today. Now, the word is out on you on the early service crowd. You guys are kind of rowdy in here. So I came expecting for you, even if you're online, you're in Newcastle, you're Meadville, Vernon Township. I heard the, the early service is a rowdy crowd. So I came expecting some feedback from you all today as I bring God's word for us here today. And, and I like that. I'm an early guy uh, myself. So I know you guys brought the energy. I brought the energy. God's power is going to be moving mightily and powerfully in and through us here today. But I want to encourage you, if you are tuning in through that camera, that today you are such a, a big part of our service. You know what? If you're not on the first three or four rows here in Cranberry, you're staring at a screen too. You're staring at the screen behind me. So just because you're looking through that camera, maybe on your phone, maybe on your iPad, maybe you do like a, we do on the weekend when we're watching from, from home, we cast it up to our TV. You are right there in the service. And, and I want to encourage everyone. Whether you're here in Cranberry, you're tuning in online, Newcastle, Vernon Township, to place a demand on the word here today. Where you come in with an expectation today, you can actually make a draw. You can make a draw on God's word here today and receive more. Would you guys place a demand on the word of God today with me? Can we do that here today, here in Cranberry, online? And let's get all that God has for us uh, here today. But I want to thank Pastor John and Miss Michelle just for the awesome privilege and opportunity to speak to you all uh, here today. They're such amazing people. You know, Karen and I, uh, we get to know Pastor John and Miss Michelle on a little bit deeper level. And I can tell you guys the amount, the way that we talk about them being such a loving and amazing leaders, to get a little bit closer to them, they're even more real. In real life, I mean, it's hard to describe. You know, I hope that someday that Karen and I can love and lead on a level that they do, that they live their life out in every area. They're phenomenal leaders. Can we put it together for our leaders here today? We're really blessed by them. And I want to thank our Newcastle family. Karen and I just have this amazing privilege to lead the Newcastle campus in an area with, with such great need. And we get to lead and serve alongside of a, a, a group of people in Newcastle that are so intentional about reaching their city and serving their city and going out and getting the city for the kingdom of God. It is so awesome. Thank you, Newcastle, for just being the amazing group of people that you are. Come on, can we put it together for Newcastle? Thank you. But I want to get into, get into God's word here today. I, I believe God's been working on, on me for a couple of weeks now, and I see as I, I knew this date was on the schedule, that for weeks now, God has been building a message in me that's come out every week, kind of at the end in our flow time. And uh, this is going to be really familiar for those uh, listening in Newcastle. But I believe that God's put a word in me that I want to share today because I think that, that we all have some common misconceptions about the Bible that I want to help uh, clear up today. And we're going to start by looking at the book of Luke. And I get the, I think it's so awesome that I, I'm actually going to get to speak the next, this week and the next weekend as well. So as God was putting something on my heart to really do a, a two-part series called The King. And so we're going to look at this week 
the king in the, the book of Luke, that the king has come for us. And the next week, we're going to look at the book of Acts and, and the king in us. And we get two different perspectives of the cross. And I'm so excited for these next two weeks. But God has been building this in me for a couple of weeks. But today, we're going to start off with, we're going to look in the book of Luke. But before we get into Luke, I want to break this book down just a little bit, give you a little bit of background about this book and, and what we're going to get into here today. But the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament, this is the longest book in the New Testament. And I believe one of the reasons this is so much longer is because Luke is a doctor. Luke is a doctor, and the Bible says that Luke did careful research, the Bible says, to present the person in the life of Jesus. So, so Luke approaches this as a doctor, as like a scientist, really digging into the word careful research. This book is designed to bring faith to the believers, but also to help challenge misconceptions of an unbeliever. So if you're a believer or an unbeliever here today, I believe our beliefs are going to be challenged here today. Luke, another important fact about Luke, Luke was a Gentile. So what does that mean for all of us people here today? Basically non-Jew. Luke was a non-Jew. So his book in the Bible here in, in this gospel is focused on the Gentile. Luke presents Jesus as a savior of the world, not just the Jewish Messiah. Luke highlights the gospel is for all people. And what a great book for us as a church. You know, we exist as a church to help all people realize that God loves them unconditionally. And this book of Luke, it does the very same thing. He presents the gospel that it's not just for Jews, but it's that it's also for the Greeks, the Romans, the Samaritans, and all other without regard for race or condition. It's for males. It's for females. It's for the widows. It's for the prostitutes. It's for the thieves, the robbers, the tax collectors, the sinners. But let's be honest here as we, as we get into the word. Can we be honest in church this morning? Can we be honest in church here this morning? There's a little bit of a... I, a problem maybe some of us in this room deal with occasionally, sometimes, maybe more often than we would like to admit. There's a problem that I think we have in this word is that we don't think that maybe all these scriptures deal with us individually or speak to us individually or apply to us individually. I think it's so easy for us to hear the word each week that is preached here by Pastor John every week and for us to receive that word for maybe the person next to us maybe it's our spouse maybe it's our friend maybe it's the person that's sitting a row behind you or in front of you maybe it's for the neighbor that's still at home you've been asking them to come to church for weeks and maybe months and you hear that one message and you're like oh they should be here but the word, what I've, been, what I've been encouraging for us in Newcastle, is to receive the word that Pastor John is bringing for us individually. See, this word is not only to you, but it's for you. So I've been praying as I've been getting ready for this message. For us to receive this message for us personally, for us to internalize it, let this message get from our, our head down into our hearts. When it gets from our head down into our heart, we'll act. When it gets from our head, just, just, just knowing things isn't enough. We're not only to be hearers of the word, but we have to be doers of the word as well. So I want to I share a scripture. 
just to help make this point here briefly uh, as we get started, because this is going to be so important and when we get to the end and we get an opportunity to act. But I want to start off in Luke chapter 6. I want to share two, a couple of scriptures here, 27 through 29. But it says, to you who are willing to listen, and that's the key right there, are we willing to listen? But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer the other cheek. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt as well. Come on, let's be honest with you. Let's be honest. That's a hard one, isn't it? That's a hard one for us to receive personally. We think that is great for the person that may be hurting us. That, that may be great for the person sitting next to us. That may, be, that may be easy for the person that is still at home. That family member that maybe lives in a different state. But that's a hard one for us to receive ourselves. Let's be honest, if we look at social media all over the place right now, I think it's very evident on social media. Would you agree with me? And, and Pastor John's been talking about us for weeks now. It's only two kingdoms out there. And you see people attacking people from, from different sides over, over opinions and, and thoughts and ideas. And it's really only two kingdoms. And so, believer... Here's the key for us and how we're supposed to respond. Here's the key. And it's for all of us, for all time, throughout our lives. We don't get to pick and choose. For our enemies, we are to do good to them. We are to pray for them. We are to, to bless them. It's not just enough to listen to the word. We have to get it in a heart. Man, I'm so desperate for you to get this word in your heart here today and for you to apply it in your life. Because I know how it's changed my life. The word of God applied to your life can do amazing things in your life. I'm desperate for you to get this word. The Bible is God's word for you and it's God's word to you. And as I break that statement down, I think God's word for you is kind of listening. God's word to you is you getting applied in your life We've got to apply God's word in our life, and it'll do amazing, amazing things. The love of God changes everything. It's changed everything in our lives. So I want to get into the word today. I want to, I want to start with Luke chapter 1. And in Luke chapter 1, I'm going to skip down to verses 32 and 33. And this account here is God is sending the angel Gabriel to tell Mary what and who is about to happen to her. It's a pretty important thing, and this is going to set a, a, a foundation for us to come back to at the very end of the service. This will be very important. But Luke chapter 1, verse 32 and 33, he said, it will be very, he will be very great. This is Gabriel talking to Mary about Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. God, the creator of the universe, sends Gabriel to tell Mary what and who is about to happen. This is so important for us. Because who sits on thrones? Kings. Who reigns over kingdoms? Kings. And so Pastor John has been talking to us about two kingdoms. 
Well, there's a king that has come. We see in the rest of this, this chapter here, the account of Jesus' birth. The king of kings has come. The lord of lords has come. Cranberry, Newcastle, Meadville, the king has come. Can you look at your neighbor and say the king has come? Our natural tendency, our natural tendency is to disqualify our thing, ourselves from the things of God, believer and unbeliever. We don't step into the things that God's calling us to because we disqualify ourselves. Let's be honest, we all know us, right? We all know the junk in our trunk. We all know the stuff that's in our past. Whether you're believer or unbeliever, this, this really affects all of us. And for the unbeliever, you know, is I, I regularly uh, uh, witness to people. And I try to get people to come to church. That's what I do. That's, I did that before as a pastor, and it's just I feel led. That's what God calls me and leads me to do. But as you start going down that road, you always get to, you'll regularly get to a point where somebody will tell you, and maybe you've said this, not me. I've done too much. And the person will disqualify themselves from the grace of God. They will disqualify and, and even believer. When God's called you to maybe lead a ministry or, or to give significantly, however God is leading you, you will disqualify yourselves from those things that, that God has for our lives, and you'll give him the reason. But God hasn't given you the reason. So let's look at Luke chapter 5, verse 27. It says, later as Jesus, this is, this is going to talk about Levi or Matthew uh, in the Bible. Later as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. He said, follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said. Now, if this is our daily devotional time, let's be honest. We're going to hit this scripture and we're gone. We're on to 28, 29, 30. We're into, we're into Luke 6, 7. And we're cruising. But there's a very important detail here that if we don't stop and pause for a moment, when we talk, want to talk about disqualifying ourselves, this term tax collector, this guy that Levi or Matthew was, this tax collector, we need to dig into it just a little bit more here and see how it applies to our lives personally. At this time in the account in the Bible, when the Bible was written, may we think about tax collectors today, may we think about Berkheimer uh, uh, something like that, or you know, when you go down to Cranberry Messenger and you do title re- title stuff and you pay taxes on 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 property that's being exchanged, maybe you think about that. But that's not the tax collector that the Bible's talking about here. This tax collector, these guys would be the worst of the worst. These guys would be the lowest low. See, the, the way this worked in this time is the the tax collector he would go and buy everybody's debts for an area. So let's just say in this area, everybody in this room, everybody in this area, western Pennsylvania, maybe PA is broken up into, into districts. This tax collector, he goes and buys and he pays all the tax debt due for everybody in that area. So let's just say that's $100 million. And then it's up to you at a certain time to settle up your individual debt. So let's just say that Maybe your personal debt uh, for each year, the taxes that you are owed, is let's just say it's $10,000. And you know that going in. You know what your tax rate is and things like that. So you go to the tax collector and you know how much that you're supposed to pay for your taxes that year. 
But when you get to the tax collector, he tells you the bill is going to be $20,000. And you're like, what? $20,000? I don't have $20,000. And there's nothing you could do. There's nothing you could do. See, the tax collector bought all the debt, and then it was up to him. He set the rate. And there was nothing you could do to fight back with him. You either paid the debt or you went to jail. So these guys are the worst of the worst. I mean, these people are just, they are just persecuting their people. They're, they're just, they are the worst of the worst. So when, when, when Jesus says, follow me, be my disciple, Jesus is talking to the worst. These guys, these tax collectors would be lumped in and they would be talked about with murderers, with robbers, with thieves, um, generally immoral people. This, this tax collecting business was very lucrative. It was greedy. It was corrupt, full of sin. This is the very person that Jesus says in Luke 5, 27, follow me and be my disciple. Well, let's personalize that for us individually. I mean, geez, if, if Jesus is calling this guy, this, is, this would be one of the most corrupt, greedy, sinful people that would be alive in this time. If Jesus is calling him, follow me, and being my disciple, how much more can we follow him? How much less do we need to be tied to those things of our past that, that we're disqualifying ourselves? See, for you sitting here today, maybe you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life. We're going to give you an opportunity to do that at the end of service. If you're here today, or, or maybe it's a calling that you feel like, like you're, you're not stepping into because of those things in your past. You're like, you don't know what I've done. Can I tell you, can I submit to you? You don't know what he's done. You don't know what he's done. You've got that in your head. The thing about it is God knew what you were going to do before you were even born. If you were the only person on, on earth to sin, Jesus would have died for you. Receive that for you individually. If you were the only one on earth, the sin, Jesus would have died for you to pay the penalty for you. In Jesus, you're forgiven. Let me continue here in Luke, go on to verse 28. So Levi, when Jesus says this to him, Levi gets up, leaves everything, and followed him. Levi did exactly what God wants each and every one of us to do right now. To leave everything behind and follow him. No matter what that thing is in our past. No matter what anchor is holding us. God's calling us forward and into our future. Levi left a very lucrative business. Come on, this, this guy is making huge tons of money off this business. Levi, he leaves it all here to pursue Jesus. What, Je what Levi knows here is that the presence of God, to, the, the, to be in proximity of God, to follow God is worth more than everything on this earth. He realized the wealth of this world is worth nothing in comparison to Jesus. And it goes on to say in Luke 5, 29, that Levi then held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. And many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with him. Now, Pastor John, when he comes back later this month and into, into August, or, he is going to be preaching a message about this. And I, I could see this for each and every one of us. We all have a sphere of influence. 
with which we can reach people with. But Levi immediately, he, he asks all of his, his tax layer, all of his sinner friends over. And Jesus is the guest of honor. And it goes on to say, but the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus, disciples. Why do you eat and drink with such scum? Verse 31, Jesus answered and said, healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. I have come to call those not who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Anybody in here thankful for Jesus, that he came for us, that he died on a cross for us, that he was beaten for us? But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus didn't come for our salvation as in exclusive, just for that. Jesus came for our healing as well. You know, what we're really talking about here is salvation. And in the Greek, that word is called sozo. And in sozo, that word, that meaning of that word is not only your salvation, it's not only your eternity, but when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, eternity started at that moment. We're not just waiting to get somewhere. We're just not waiting to, to go somewhere. But when we made Jesus the Lord of our lives, that started that day, that moment. And so in that salvation, in that saving, in that sozo, there's also healing in that. And I know as I said that, I can feel in my heart that somebody's here question for me. Yes, for you. Maybe you're sitting on the couch. For you. Healing's for you. In this very same chapter, we see Jesus heals a man of leprosy. And very purposely, I feel the Holy Spirit led me in the, this message to highlight these two people. First, we've got the tax collector, then the man with, with leprosy. Both of these people would be the lowest of low. For this man with leprosy, see, in, in, in the time of writing this Bible, leprosy would be like uh, maybe in the 80s when AIDS came out. I don't know if you remember the scare that was, if you're old enough to remember that. When AIDS first came out, if you knew somebody that was, had AIDS, I'm, I mean, you, you didn't, we didn't know how contagious it was. You wanted to stay away. It, was, it would be like that fear and that scare of somebody if you would have come in contact with somebody who had AIDS. See, the person at this time with leprosy, leprosy was even worse. Because if you had leprosy in this time, you would be banished. You would be removed from your home, and you would be exiled out of the city to a leper's camp. And if you were fortunate enough that there may be other lepers there, you could have socialization with other people. All your religious activities were cut off, and we're so thankful in this country that we get to do things like this and have have church services and worship our God, all that would end if you had leprosy. See, the thing about leprosy too at this time is leprosy would damage the nerve ends in your body. And so a leper, because they couldn't feel like we feel, their, their fingers would be damaged, their toes would be damaged, their face would be damaged like their nose. They couldn't feel things like we could to feel and to navigate around things. You, if, if you had leprosy, you knew it. These people would be marred uh, with this disease. 
And so this leprosy was highly contagious. And so you not only didn't want to be around a leper because you would get leprosy as well. You would be exiled from your home, from your city, from your family, from your friends. But also you would become ceremonial, unclean. And nobody wanted that. The leper that Jesus is about to minister to has an advanced case of leprosy. Nobody disputed that he had leprosy. And Jesus goes up to him. Let me read, read, read the account to you. It's Luke chapter 5. This is verses 12 and 13. It says, in one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, can you heal me and make me clean? And maybe you're here today, and as I read that scripture, maybe you're here today, Lord, would you heal me? Would you hear Jesus' response here in verse 13? Jesus reached out to this leper, this man with leprosy, this, this scary, crazy, contagious disease. He reached out and he touched him and he said, I'm willing, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. I'm telling you what, I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but God's willing, be healed. God's willing, be whole. God's willing, be restored. Today could be your day. Today can be your day. Will we receive what God's given us? This leper, this tax collector, these guys are untouchable in this time of writing the Bible. These guys are untouchable. We think there may be people in here today thinking that they're untouchable from the love and the grace of God. Can I tell you in these two cases with these two people that that is impossible for you to believe from this point forward? These guys would be the worst of the worst. These people would be untouchable. Nobody could come around these people. Yet Jesus touched them. Whatever you think you have that is holding you back from God, that's you. That's not God. God loves you unconditionally, and Jesus would have paid the debt for you personally. And I know for some of us in here, that is, that's hard. That's hard to hear. That's hard to understand. I want to share one, one last scripture here. We're going to go into a time of worship in Luke 19.10. For those of you that are still, I know the Holy Spirit is working on you right now. You're right, on the, you're right on the edge of something here. But in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, this is right at the, you know, I love this account as well. Jesus ministered to another tax collector. It wasn't this one. We see this again in Luke chapter 19, a few chapters beyond. Jesus is ministering to another tax collector. Over and over and over again, we see Jesus coming to the people that, thought they were untouchable that they had done too much that God couldn't save them he's the king of kings and the lord of lords he chooses who he saves don't disqualify yourself in Luke 19 10 
Jesus said, For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who were lost. I know I'm so thankful that Jesus came to seek and save me. And I've, re- I've received the grace and the love of Jesus Christ. Anybody else happy to receive the love of Jesus Christ? Can we put it together for our Savior? For our Lord, so thankful for how He's changed our life. He's made us a new creature, a new creation. Would you stand with me? We're going to take this opportunity and respond to this word. And what I want to encourage you to do in this time of worship, if you're tuning in online, if you're at one of our campuses, let's give it all to God right now in thanks for what He's already done in our lives. Let's give God the thanks. Let's hear this word here today. Maybe God's got a ministry on your heart. Maybe God's got a thing on your heart that you are holding back from. You've held back from to this point, but you see in the word today and you will say, no more, no longer, that I'm gonna step into what God's called me to. I'm not gonna hold back. I'm not gonna disqualify myself any longer. So as we go into worship, I want you to step into that, what God's calling you to do. So as we do that, let's praise him, let's worship him now, and let's praise him.
are the Lord of Lords. God, we praise you. We glorify and magnify your holy name in this place here today. We praise you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, I was just feeling led. I'm going to share one more scripture with you. But before I do, I'm going to invite our prayer partners forward. Prayer partners, if you could make your way forward. I've got two verses of scripture that I want to, I want to share with you today. It's John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. It says, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. What does this mean? God is so powerful. His power is matchless. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He's bigger. It doesn't matter the size of the mountain that stands before you. He's greater. The darkness that has come, when you flip the light switch on, the darkness flees. Never has darkness overcome or overpowered light. The light and the love of Jesus Christ is here today and His power is made manifest and available here today for all of us. We're going to go into one more worship song. I'm going to invite you to come down and meet with one of our prayer partners. Whatever that thing is that is in your life, God's power, and you can actually start making your way down now if you want, God's power is here today. His anointing is here today. So as I spoke to you about salvation and healing that's here today, come down and receive all that God has for you. I know you think it's impossible, but that's you. You're the one that's hanging on to it, not God. He's greater. He's powerful. Let me tell you what, when the Israelites were fleeing from Egypt and they got to the Red Sea, it looked impossible, but God split the sea where he made a way out for them. He'll make a way for you, and he has made a way. It's through the stripes. It's through the broken body of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Come on, make your way out. I see you. Come, come now. Come now and receive all that God has for you. I know it looks impossible, but in the Bible, the blind, when they interacted with Jesus, they saw... When the lame came to Jesus, they walked. No matter what you've got here today, God's healing power is available for you here today. Not even the dead. What did Jesus say to Lazarus? Come forth. And the dead were raised. Nothing is more powerful than Jesus. No darkness can overcome light. And his light and his power is here today. So would you worship him? As we go into worship, you not being prayed for. Stretch forth your hands. Pray for these people that are up here. Pray like it was you, your family member, your child.
Lord, that is moving, Lord, right now. We thank you for your healing power, Lord. We thank you for your, your grace and how it's moving and sweeping across this room. Lord, we thank you that, Lord, you're moving so mightily in our lives, Lord, right now. Each and every one of us, Lord, individually. Lord, let us never take for granted that the creator of the universe just came and met with us. How the creator of the universe and all his love just came and met with us to give us a touch. Lord, we don't need a touch, but Lord, it's so nice. Lord, let us never, never take that for granted. Lord, let us never lose awe, Lord, of the scriptures, Lord, and how they apply to our lives. Lord, let us never lose the, the awe that the creator of the universe sent his son to die on a cross to pay our sin debt for us. Let us never lose the awe of that. Let us never lose the awe of that. Lord, we thank you for that. You know, maybe you're here today and I was speaking and you felt a draw or a tug on your heart and want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Today's your day. Today's your day. Throughout the scriptures we share today, you realize that you aren't untouchable. That there's nothing that disqualifies you. We share from the scriptures the people that would be considered the worst of the worst that you see today that you're actually the one that's been holding yourself back from the love and the grace of God so I'm going to give you an opportunity here today to make Jesus the Lord of your life and it's so simple in a moment we're going to pray a prayer and actually everybody that is here we're going to pray a prayer out loud and together with you to make Jesus the Lord of our life and when we do that the Bible says that, that he makes us brand new, that he makes us new creatures, new creations. He does that in our spirit. So I want to give you that opportunity. It says in Romans 10 that if we'll believe in our heart that Jesus is the Son of God, that he was raised from the dead, if we believe that in our heart and then we confess that with our mouths, that he is the Lord of our lives, that he turns no one away. No one everyone in here is someone he turns no one away if you're online i want you to respond in the chat let somebody know there we want to help you we want to be praying for you so if you're here today can we all just bow our heads real real quickly so if you're here today and you would say pastor john i need jesus to be the lord of my life i need it i remember almost 10 years ago when I prayed that prayer I was at rock bottom I've shared from this stage my struggles with addiction with depression with anxiety laying in a hospital bed hanging up trying to hang on to life nothing is impossible for our God he turns no one away and I simply said Jesus I need you if that's you here today and you say, Jesus, I need you, would you raise your hand right now? Thank you. We're going to pray a prayer out loud and together with you to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You don't recognize the person here today that was 10 years ago because of God. Because of God. 
what he's done for me he'll do for you you take God's word and you put that in your heart and you act on it your life will never be the same you can live the most exciting life you can't you can't dream on God's level the plans that God has for your life you can't even dream on that level it's so amazing starts with a simple decision so I want to give us one more opportunity if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life you would say I need him now I can't live this life like this anymore raise your hand right now I'm going to pray a prayer this simple acknowledgement between you and God I see the hand thank you I see that hand thank you so with every head bowed and every eye closed just repeat this prayer after me we're all going to pray it out loud and together with you Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. He died on a cross to bear my sin debt. I open the door of my heart and my life. And Jesus, I invite you in to be my Savior and Lord. Thank you for coming. I am now a child of God. My sin is wiped away. And I am heaven bound. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we celebrate with them? Thank you for listening to this podcast from Victory Family Church. If you enjoyed listening, please take a moment to rate, review, and share. For more resources, including locations and service times, please visit lifeatvictory.com.